I'm your host, as you know, Lindsay Taylor, and welcome to everybody. So, we're a couple of weeks into Ramadan now, and I hope everybody's doing really well and enjoying themselves and getting all the benefits that you possibly can from this really blessed time that we're all in right now. Today in the show, we are going to be talking about food, food waste, and I am going to be joined later on by our guest today, Kim Young from um, Zero Waste Scotland. So, talking about food, obviously this is Ramadan, and food is quite an important part for us all in the midst of Ramadan. Um, It's not the most important point, of course, and we all need to remember that. Our most important point is getting close to Allah, our Creator. But food does play quite a vital role because we're fasting, we're thinking about food, we're thinking about drink, we're thinking about all these things. It's 10 o'clock in the morning and you're all thinking, why is she talking about food already at this time of the day? We have a long way to go till the end of fast. But do you know what, folks? It's important that we talk about it. And it's important that we talk about it for so many reasons. But one of those reasons is that we talk about the waste, the waste that we're producing during Ramadan at this time when we are supposed to be connecting to our creator, at this time when we are supposed to be connecting to the creation, when we are supposed to be at our most blessed, our most our most Islamic and our most Muslim and our most everything. And we are supposed to be being the best Muslims we possibly can. Then we make our dinner. Iftar is there. Everybody is ready. We eat hundreds of food. And we throw hundreds of food out as well. I remember last Ramadan I was in a restaurant and um, Breaking Fast hadn't even started and already there was people queuing at the at the buffet. It was a buffet restaurant. Queuing at the buffet in order to, to get some food to break their fast, uh, understandably, is long hours that we're fasting for, folks. But then, at the end of breaking their fast, everybody got up and left, and there was enough food left on those tables to feed the restaurant at least twice, or if not three times again. And stuck for a lot, I was, uh, I was shocked. I was shocked that during this most blessed time that this has happened, and I have to be honest and say I'm guilty of it myself. I've, we've all done it. We've all been there. But really, we all need to try so much harder because this is Ramadan. And this is the time that we're supposed to be taking care of things the most. And obviously, as we all know, resources are precious. We're told in the Quran that our resources are something to be cherished and something to be to be used and something to be to be looked after. And then we throw away all the food. So there are lots of ways that we can we can address food waste and one of them is let's buy less. Let's buy less food to begin with. Let's invest our money in buying some really good, really lovely, delicious, nutritious food and let's and let's really enjoy it. Let's cook it in a really delicious way and make enough food for everyone who's going to be there, not everybody in the world. We're all guilty of that as well. Oh no, it's coming to breaking fast time, quick, quick, quick. I need at least 10 different dishes because I don't know what I want because I do that every single night and I know my husband does exactly the same. Oh, quick, 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 Lindsay, please, can you make this? Oh, can you make that? And I do it, I jump round to the shop and I buy that extra bit of lamb and the extra bit of chicken and I buy some roti and I buy some some samosas and I buy everything and I think oh yeah quick because we'll really need all this food the two of us but you know we don't and it lasts for the next night and that's what I try and do if I have made too much if I have been silly and bought way too much food then I'll keep it for the next night 
you know, okay, I might fancy something else at the breaking of fast, but you know, it's only one month, it's only one day that I'm having to eat the same as I did the day before, and I can cook it in a slightly different way, I can add slightly different things, I can eat it in a slightly different way. You know, I might have had roast chicken the night before, why not I throw it into a salad the next night and have a really nice salad from Iftar? I mean, how delicious is that? It's fabulous, and there's so much that we can do, so we can reduce the food that we're buying, and then we can reduce what we're cooking and then we can reduce what we're throwing away and it all works in this wonderful, wonderful cycle. But anyway, folks, that is going to be enough for me for a couple of minutes because we're going to go over to the Mulana and he is going to give us words of wisdom at this time and give us Islamic perspective of Islam and the Islamic perspective of looking after this world, this beautiful creation that we've given by Allah for us to take care of and to look after. So please welcome um Imam Mustaqim to the show and thank him so much for coming and joining us once again and being part of this wonderful journey which is the journey into the environmental protection. And now Nana's spot. Nana, welcome. Hello everyone and welcome to Radio Ramadan Nana's spot. Nana's spot is about what we can do to recycle, reuse, upcycle the lot. So today I'm going to talk about my passion. My passion is about knitting. I absolutely love knitting. So all these jumpers that you have in the house that are getting too wee, that you're not quite sure what to do with, if you are able to, then rip all the wool back out. And when you rip it all out, reuse the wool. Maybe you'll make another jumper, a bigger jumper, one that'll fit you. And you can do things like make the border and the cuffs in a different colour so that you, you've got enough wool. You can also do things with jumpers like you've made a hole in the elbow um, and you can darn it or put on a pad on the elbows, which would be just great. Maybe use another fabric to do that. Oh, and you can also do that with your jeans or trousers, you know, Kids especially are always taking the knees out of trousers and it would be good to darn them or to put on a patch. Some kids like a tartan patch on um, and others just like the same colour or different colour. And it's a good way of getting more life out of your clothes. As I say, I am really passionate about knitting. I absolutely love it. I knit every day of my life. So here's another way to, to change a jumper, a favourite jumper that you've really loved the colour of but you're not quite sure anymore about how it sits on you or, or what, it, what it looks like on. So change it, make something different and this is about how to make an open back jumper from a jumper. So what you need is scissors and a liquid um, seam sealant called Freycheck which you can buy in fabric shops and Velcro or a button you choose. So you take your jumper and you put it out, lie it out flat on the table and you cut right up the middle of the back, right up to the neck, cut it completely. And then once you've done that, you cut three inches of the Velcro and attach to the top ends of the collar. Or if you like, you could use a button and the button um, would sit really nicely and you can just make a wee loop out of some thread and attach that so that you can attach the button. And then once you've cut up the middle of the, the jumper, you line the edges of the cut sweater with the fray check to prevent flaying, fraying. And lo and behold, 
you have an open back sweater. It will look lovely on on top of your nice summer tops or on top of your abaya. It would look absolutely great. Now, the last thing I'm going to talk about tonight is about um, the children's stuff. You know, kids' stuff gets too wee and before you know it, they've grown out of it and it's been a favourite item like a football top, rugby top, dance dress um, or just a favourite top that they've loved wearing or a favourite skirt. Suddenly it's just too wee. Don't throw them out. Kids love things. They, they love things that remind them of being wee. Why don't you go and buy some nice frames and frame up that article of clothing and put it in their bedrooms? It would look just fantastic. And the children will love looking at them and telling stories of remembering to how they wore them and, and how much fun they had with them. Good day from Nana. And remember, have fun whatever you do and I'll speak to you all soon. Nana, inspiration as always, thank you so much. Think about and that we need to learn and we need to try and take on board because it is so important we protect the environment. And as we've been talking about in previous weeks, you know, we're having to protect the environment for so many reasons. One of the big reasons is for future generations. Future generations, so important to us, so, so, so important that we protect our resources, we protect the land and we protect the environment for future generations because otherwise our kids and our kids' kids and our kids' kids, kids' 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 kids are going to be doing Ramadan and they're not going to have the food to eat. They're not going to have the resources that we have. They're not going to have the choices that we have at this time of year. And unfortunately, in loads of countries, loads of people don't. They don't have the food that we have. You know, we are so blessed. We're so lucky living here because we have access to so much and so many different varieties and foods and stuff and you're thinking here Lindsay's taking us a pure downer today about our food waste but you know it's not a downer because food is something to be celebrated and enjoyed and especially at this time of year we do celebrate it and enjoy it and we love it and it's fabulous and it's amazing and but we have to think about it we have to think about the joy of food especially coming up to Eid when we're going to have even more food we're going to have more food than you can even begin to imagine because it'll be the end of Ramadan so let's start getting ready now folks let's start getting ready now to prepare our shopping list for Eid to prepare what we're going to be eating for Eid so that we're not wasting hundreds of food but talking about wasting food and not wasting food I'm going to introduce my guest now to this show I'm going to introduce Kim Young Kim thank you so much for joining us from Zero Waste today it's my pleasure Lindsay great to be here oh great fabulous thank you so much it's just it's just fabulous to have such a wonderful organisation represented and, and able to come along and, and speak to us in the show. So talking about such a wonderful uh, organisation, can you tell me a little bit about Zero Waste and, and what, what it is and who you are? Yep, well, we're based in Stirling, uh, mm-hmm. funded partly by the Scottish Government and partly by the European uh, Regional Devel- Development Fund. Oh, wow, brilliant. And our mission is basically to reduce resource consumption and to move before more of a, a circular economy where natural resources are, are valued more and basically the environment is protected as a result oh that's um, fabulous well it's 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 a lot we've got a long way to go but it's certainly you know it's a, it's a journey that we can we can make in that direction no definitely i mean obviously all of these things there is a long way to go and and, and we are just at the tip of the iceberg can i say especially when we're talking about the environment we are just starting but 
it's organisations like Zero Waste who are teaching people to look at things, the whole life cycle of things, and not just the, oh, it's on my plate, I'm going to eat it now. Looking at the whole aspect, which is which is amazing. So, But I know that Zero Waste, um, they don't just look at food, they look at lots of different things as well. That's right. We're, we're, we're trying to encourage um, people to think more about all different kinds of resources, um, whether it's energy, whether it's water, whether you know you're working in construction. Um, but f for for my team in particular, mm -hmm. um, we're looking at, at food waste. Amazing. Whether that's working with businesses, working with local authorities, or working with um, us, the householders, we we try to cover that whole spectrum because we all contribute to that that food that's being wasted. Definitely, it's fabulous. I hadn't realised that you worked with um, companies and local authorities as well. You know, obviously, I used to work in a CCF project, and so I worked with Zero Waste and, and everything, and I knew that they helped um, CCF projects, but I hadn't realised that they also helped um, local authorities and, and organisations, which is brilliant news. Yeah, local authorities and com community groups, especially CCF-funded groups, are you know, are two of our, our biggest partners. Without you know, organisations like that, we, we couldn't get our the word out there. It's you know that's that's how you know we get down there to the grassroots and, and encourage people to you know to change their behaviour and you know, try to make little changes to, to you know to waste less in general. Amazing! That's absolutely fabulous. That's it's it's great that you can you can work with bigger organisations, you can work with CCF projects, but you're also getting to people. You're getting to average Joe on the street and, and being able to explain to them about what zero waste is and what it is to, to value your food, which is just fabulous. But before before we look at anything else, though, I just wanted to ask you a question about, about yourself. Like, obviously, you work in environment, environment's important. What, what was it that got you into working in the environmental sector to begin with? Um, well, when I went to uni, I studied environmental science. Oh, wow, um, excellent. A few moons ago. <laughs> Not at all. But at the time, I, I really had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I actually ended up being an outdoor ed instructor. Oh, wow. So, so I did that a few years in, in a previous life. Um, I'm not sure I could climb up a hill these days, but... <laughs> <laughs> I know I couldn't. <laughs> um, but I did that down south, and then I decided to come back to Scotland and ended up kind of moving sideways into, into waste. Um, mm -hmm. You know, still working with engaging people, but in a, in yeah. a slightly different direction. Um, Excellent. And I've been um, with Zero Waste Scotland specifically working on the Love Food Hate Waste campaign and focusing yeah. on food waste for, for the last uh, four years now. So um, That's amazing. Uh, it's been a really interesting journey and uh, certainly uh, it's a really interesting uh, area to be working in. And, you know, we certainly aren't going to run out of things to do anytime soon. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> no, definitely not. And that's that's fabulous that you went to uni and, and studied this and, and that yeah. people can go to university and study the environmental aspects and the environmental sector in order to get a role. But also, obviously, like you said, you know, you went into something else for a little while, you know, yeah. because sometimes you study stuff at university and then it's not it's not what you want to do or it's not yeah. what you're ready to do. Um, and to be honest, uh, an organisation, you know, like Zero Waste Scotland or or SEPA or Energy Savings Trust, any of these organisations, they also need you know they need accountants, you know they need finance people, they need PR people. Yeah. So you can still work for an environmental organisation and and you know, uh, you know, work in that realm and you know add to that, mm -hmm. but with a different speciality. So you know you can come from all sorts of different directions. That's brilliant. We've even got an environmental economist. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> 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 is 
sounds very fancy though it sounds very fancy but that's amazing that you don't actually have to be doing the the kind of front face environmental you know hardcore activism work you don't need to be doing that in order to support change in environment support environmental organizations so you can be doing like as you said being an accountant and still i mean obviously every job you know has so many benefits but going into a job where your accountant in order to to help an organization which is fighting against environmental you know climate change and working hard to protect the environment that i mean that must be so satisfying for people so it just shows you you don't have to be doing this straight off you don't you can that's amazing that's absolutely fabulous now you'd said um you said there that you that you do the food waste um the love food hate waste campaign so can you tell me a wee bit more about your role within the organization yep um, well, there's there's three of us uh, in the Love to Date Waste team, and my role specifically is is working with community groups, uh-huh. working with students. Oh wow! Although that's fairly new, that's a new um, area that I've, I've taken on recently, uh-huh. and working quite closely with local authorities to 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 uh, as a partner to help us, you know, get get the word out there. Because obviously, local authorities are right across Scotland. Yeah, of course. A big part of what they're trying to do is is to reduce food waste as well. So definitely. Because we, we know that um, about half of all the, the food that's wasted in Scotland is wasted by householders. So getting down there... Down that's the incredible. Is, I know you would honestly think it would be the supermarkets and the shop, but half is by... So people have taken money out of their pockets and bought this food, yeah. brought it into their home, and then thrown it straight out again. Yeah. So basically you'd be as well going into a shop and, and just buying a bag and just shoving it straight in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy like i knew obviously everybody does waste unfortunately some food but that half all the food waste in scotland is is by individuals like myself and the average household in scotland throws away about 460 pounds worth of food every year and if you've got kids in your household it could be as high as 700 so it's it's a holiday uh, yes that's that's a really significant amount of money yeah you know could be saved and obviously, you know, not all food can be eaten. You're going to have eggs yeah. and things and chicken bones and that sort of thing. But the, the majority of that food that's been wasted was good food that could have been eaten. So yeah. a lot to work with. You know, there's, there's a, a lot that we can do to try to improve that and, you know, basically save people money. No, definitely. I mean, that's that's incredible that do you know and i was speaking i was speaking um in previous weeks to to other organizations and uh, we had lisa from south seeds on about energy efficiency and how people are just pouring money out of their houses through not being energy efficient and it's the same thing it sounds with the food like because we're not taking food waste seriously and and you don't think you know oh that that couple of tomatoes have gone off and all oh, this has gone off and all oh, that's kind of past us and if you're just throwing one thing away every couple of days or a week or something like that you don't think about it all adds up and it's adding up to 460 pounds minimum per household i mean that's an insane amount of money and yeah and, and when you think about it from you know the environmental aspect as well um you're obviously that food's being thrown away mm-hmm. um when that goes to landfill that rots in landfill producing methane yeah which um is a really really potent greenhouse gas definitely um, it's, it's at least 25 times more damaging than the co2 that we, we hear about all the time um, so you've, you've got that aspect as well. Yeah. You know, we're contributing to, to climate change. You, you, know, you mentioned we've got to think about future generations. Yeah. That's what we're leaving for future generations by throwing all this food away. So 
it's you know it's, it's double whammy you, you're if you can save that food you're saving yourself money mm-hmm. helping to protect the environment no definitely and that's that's just it's, it's I, I can't get my mind over this <laughs> this all 460 pounds but also the level of methane going into the environment that that we're putting this food into landfill and and it's just rotting it's rotting and causing causing a, an even worse effect to the environment and and also i understand that in before we even get to the landfill stage before we even get to the the food on our shelf stage and the food in our house stage the fact that we are throwing away such a massive level of food means that we're having to produce a mass massive level of food and that as well is affecting the environment can you tell us a wee bit more about about that side of things absolutely i mean nowadays you know the the, the food supply chain is completely global so yeah you know, food is, is being grown or reared all over the world and um, about a third of that food that is grown or reared is, is thrown away before it actually ends up in people's plates. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's been all that effort in terms of, you know, actual manpower. Um, there's the, the energy required to, you know, to sort of provide fertilisation for, for mm-hmm. feed for the animals. There's the, the transport. There's the energy, you know, required for storage and for, for cooking and... Um, for that to all just end up in the bin, you know, there's there's all that. To Definitely. About, you know, on top of the actual food itself, and of course all the cost behind that too. So it's yeah, you know, it's, it's a much bigger picture than literally just the tomato that you're throwing out. It's got yeah. a whole story behind it. And personally, I think it, it's an ethical issue as well. It's you know, it's it's just wrong. No, definitely. No, somebody said that to me recently that they saw food waste as the biggest crime of the twenty first century, and. And I thought it was true. There's yeah. people in this world who are starving, and you know, especially during Ramadan, we are we are encouraged to give give to the hungry, give to the poor, you know, um, spread our blessings to feed to feed our neighbours, yeah. you know. And your neighbour Islamically can count as pretty big radius, you know. But we don't think about the fact that because we're wasting so much food, actually, and I know this is going to be a hard one because it's a hard one for me, but in wasting the food, we're actually taking food out of other people's uh, other people's mouths in other countries because they can't afford the food because we are taking it away from other countries. We're taking it from all over the world to bring here. And it's more economical for people in other countries to send their food here for them than it is to keep it and feed their families. But unfortunately, it isn't economical enough to always be able to feed their own families. I I heard um, it was a a particular grain that was grown in very high altitudes in um, South America. And it's only grown, um, this particular grain, it's only grown in a specific area. And these people have lived off this grain for a very long time. And this is what had sustained them and kept them going. But then it became a superfood in the UK and it all got shipped over here. And now the people in this specific area are are now suffering from malnutrition because actually it's more cost efficient for them to send the food here rather than eat it themselves because they can make more money out of it. But because of the environment they live in, no other food is actually giving them all the energy that they need and all the minerals and nutrients that they need in order to sustain themselves in the harsh climates, which is awful. And we don't think about that. We think, oh, no, we should be able to have any kind of food from anywhere in the world. But it can have adverse effects on the actual local community in other parts of the world, which is is terrible for me. Yes, we've become accustomed to this. You can have anything at any time. You can have strawberries in December. Yeah. Um, You know, 
one of the things I always think about is um, asparagus. Mm-hmm. It only grows in this country for two weeks in the year. Mm. We can have it 52 weeks of the year. So it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's got such a short um, uh, you know, seasonality. Mm-hmm. And it's a similar kind of thing. It's, most of it's grown in, in South America. And the irrigation and the, you know, the, the yeah. um, chemicals that are going into the ground to you know, basically feed us yeah. you know, thousands of miles away is, is quite phenomenal. All no, definitely. We can have it. 52 weeks of the year. No, definitely. Kim works for, as I said, Zero Waste Scotland, who look at all the aspects of food waste and about how people can be more efficient with their food so that they're wasting a lot less and so that they're being more environmentally friendly. Because obviously wasting food is not only very expensive, as we found out, £460 a year, uh, but minimum, uh, but also it can be really damaging to the environment, um, producing lots of uh, methane into the atmosphere, but also the work that goes into producing a lot of this food is causing terrible effects on other places around the world. But now, uh, Kim, thank you for staying with us. And um, now, I, I want to ask about um, I want to ask about f- um, more about food waste and about why it's why it's so important to work at a community level with food waste. I mean, that's something that your organisation does. It works with local authorities, but also it will work with communities. And why is working with the community level so important for us? I think. As, as I mentioned earlier, about half of the food that's wasted in this country is, is, is wasted by us householders, us individuals. Yeah. And whereas, you know, we can get out there and, you know, we've obviously got our, our website and our social media and our, and our PR to, to really, you know, get down to, to, to speak to people at a local level. Yeah. We need communities and community organisations to, um, to be passing on those messages um, about how to reduce food waste on our behalf. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, there's so many, you know, talented and skilled people out there delivering workshops and, you know, and helping to, to teach people, you know, you know, you know what, what they can do differently. Yeah. But it actually makes sense for us to just, you know, to hand the reins over to, to community groups and, um, you know, they know their communities best. So, Definitely. Um, so, you know, working in partnership with communities and getting that, that information down to that grassroots level is, I think, really, really important. No, definitely, and that, that that is the thing, as you said. Like they do know their communities best, so what works for one community might not work for for another community. But it is important that as communities we we understand more about our food and and food waste. And I know that a lot of organisations around around Glasgow, um, obviously a lot of people know that I used to work for Almazan, and we had a growing program there. Also, um, the Pollock Shields Development Agency they have a growing program, and South Seeds has a growing program, and there's lots of other CCF and past CCF projects and projects that are just working independently in in and around Glasgow, um, growing their own food. One of the things that they're teaching people and helping people understand is about seasonality. And obviously that's what you were saying before the break about the asparagus. So why is this so important that we we try and remember the seasons of our food and and when to eat certain things? Why is this environmentally important to us as well? When it comes to seasonal food, I mean, here in Scotland, we do have a relatively short season, but we have yeah. you know, amazing food that, that does grow here. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you're eating out with your season and you're, you're bringing food in from other countries, you're, you've immediately got food miles. Yeah. And the carbon and the methane that's, you know, that's attached yeah. to that, you know, um, as soon as food has to travel thousands of miles, you've just got all this additional, you know, energy and, you know, the cost, all these different costs that are involved with getting that food over here in the first place. 
definitely. No, definitely. It's insane. And that's one of the things that we used to we used to teach people was was if they grow it at home, like strawberries as as you were talking about before. So if you grow your own strawberries, all you need to do is is by the by the soil and sometimes you can make your own compost out of food waste and things like that so you're not even needing to buy the soil so you just need to buy the strawberry seeds a container to put them in yeah. and that's it you then plant them you go out into your back garden when they've grown and you eat them there's no food miles there's very little funding involved in that very little cost yeah. very little carbon as well produced in that and, and actually the fact that you're growing a plant is actually helping to reduce the carbon yeah. that, that's being produced in the atmosphere and then and then we look at the strawberries that we're bringing from Spain or or anywhere else in the world it just so happened that I actually saw some and bought some strawberries from Spain the other day <laughs> please don't and that's the thing you've got to remember folks we're all doing this we're all making these mistakes it's not this isn't just you know all oh, one wee guy in the corner who's making we all make these mistakes and even people who work in the environment and have worked in the environmental sector for a long time are still making these mistakes and but if we all work together if we all try that wee bit harder if we all remind the supermarkets then there's going to be less food waste there's going to be less food miles i went into one of the big chain supermarkets recently to buy an apple and it was our apple season in the uk and i could only find one brand of uk based apples every other apple was from around the world and that meant as you'd said it had had to be grown somewhere else it had to be shipped from that place all the way over here which takes carbon and, and an immense amount of carbon to ship the level of food that we are shipping around the world around the world yeah it's 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 absolutely crazy and insane but but you know, it's it's all about consumer demand. We are demanding this, so they are providing. Yeah, definitely. So, how how can we stop being so demanding? Is is there some kind of things that we can do to to reduce our carbon footprint, foot, footprint and our effects on this food waste cycle that's going on? I, I mean, it's it's not. You know, we're not expecting any people to, you know, to give up the food they enjoy, or you know, we're not asking anyone to be perfect. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's just having a little think about, you know, where does my food come from, and valuing, the, you know, that food as much as possible, and, and appreciating where it's come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, thinking about, you know, do I need that really at this time of year? Do I need that that melon in January? Or, um, <laughs> you know, to, to be honest, if we eat seasonal food all year round, we'd be living in turnip for you know five months. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You know, we wouldn't expect that, but mm-hmm. you know, just um, being a little bit more, you know, a little bit more careful and yeah. you know, trying to, to think about where does my food come from and what am I going to do with it if I do buy it? Yeah. And just making sure, um, you know, we make the most of it. In terms of um, trying to reduce food waste, mm-hmm. once, you know, once we're, we're thinking about that itself. Definitely. There's five tips that we, we oh, brilliant. Know, try to get out there for people. Yeah. And we try to encourage people, you know, it's hard to take on maybe five things, but even if people yeah. take on one or two things, you know, that can, can make a big difference. So definitely. And reduce the amount of food that gets thrown out. No, um, definitely. And that's one of the things that we've been asking people to do over the last couple of weeks is, is if you can do just one thing, yeah. if you can make just one change. And it would be great if they could make one change per programme, oh, which yeah. would be eight changes altogether throughout the whole thing. But... If they couldn't manage eight, if they can just make one change, pick yeah. one area, make a change, and 
over time they'll see other changes will come along so yeah please hit us with your <laughs> with your hints and tips this is the exciting bit <laughs> Um, number one is planning, mm-hmm. so knowing what you're going to buy when you go to the supermarket so that you buy what you need and then you use what you've bought, um, that's that's the first thing. Definitely. So, so knowing what's in your cupboards and your fridge before you go out to the, the shop to start with. Yeah, no, that's a brilliant idea and also maybe writing a list with that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That, that helps you avoid those uh, buy one get one free offers as well. If, if you stay yeah, definitely. Those, those offers get me every time. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that can be quite tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next one is understanding date labels. Mm-hmm. Um, people often get confused by date labels and um, think as soon, you know, as soon as you've got a, a date looming, you need to throw your, your food out. And yeah. it, that absolutely isn't the case. Um, there's two types of date labels that householders need to pay attention to mm-hmm. and the rest they can ignore. So the two that um, uh, householders need to think about are best before dates yeah. and use by dates. Okay. All the others, they're just for the shops, for their stock rotation and that sort of okay. thing. Um, What's the difference between the best before and a use-by date? Very good question. Excellent, thank you. Um, <laughs> use-by is an important one yeah. because use-by dates are on foods like fish and meat and dairy, so okay. you're kind of higher risk foods. Yeah. And it's important not to eat food beyond that date. So it's okay. safe to eat up until that date, but beyond yep. it, you don't want to eat it anymore because you do have a risk of, you know, sort of bacterial build up. And that Definitely. Sort of um, but if you had it in your fridge and you saw that the date was coming, it's yep. safe to put it in your freezer? Absolutely. Brilliant. You can freeze foods anytime up until that date and they'll That's be absolutely fabulous. Grand. Oh, excellent. Um, and then once once they're frozen, you know that's like a pause button. Yeah. Um, and so they'll be absolutely fine for you know a good sort of three to six months in your freezer. And oh, amazing! No problems whatsoever. Very good. The other side we've got um, best before dates. Yes. They are different to uh, the use by date because they're about quality. Okay. Uh, rather than um, sort of food safety, so they'll be on much lower risk items like fruit and veg. Yeah. Like dried pasta, crisps, that sort of thing, and. You can make a decision for yourself. It's you know, it's, you, you can do your own quality control. If, if you think they look fine, you know, if, if you don't see any sort of bashes on the fruit or anything like that, they will be absolutely fine. Yeah. And they certainly won't do you any harm. Brilliant. So you can eat things beyond their, their best before dates. Mm-hmm. The quality will slowly start to decrease. Yeah. But things will you know may well be fine. Uh, you know, good days, possibly even weeks. You know, yeah. beyond their their best before dates. So it's purely up to yourself. You know, and um, what you think, and it's a decision you can make for yourself. But don't throw things out just because they've hit their best before date. No, definitely. Like your bag of pasta, it's yeah. not suddenly going to expire the day after the date. No, a couple of months down the road might be a bit, you know, questionable. But straight after a couple of days, you know, inshallah, fine. it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. What are your other tips that you have for us? This is getting exciting, this. Yeah, it is, I know. <laughs> I feel like I should have a drum roll here. <laughs> um, number three is mm-hmm. about storing and freezing. Okay. Um, so things should be generally stored in a cool, dry place and in an yep. airtight container. Yeah. Um, but most things that you buy from shops will have storage guidelines on as well. Yes. So if it says put it in the fridge, put it in the fridge. Yep. If it says put it in the freezer, and put it in the freezer obviously definitely um, but there are a lot of things that can be frozen that people don't realize almost all foods can be frozen now so oh wow as you mentioned earlier if it's coming up to its date and you think yeah. oh i'm not going to use it mm-hmm. pop it in the freezer and it'll be absolutely grand so, no fabulous so how you store your story food is really important no definitely i learned that recently with cheese yeah grating a block of cheese 
I can put it in the freezer and use it later. And actually, I put it into little containers yeah. because I thought I'm not going to use like a whole block of cheese in a one a unless I'm making mac and cheese, which I try not to make too often because mm-hmm. I just eat it all. But yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but I put it into little containers so that I yeah. could take one out at a time and use it. But yeah, I had no idea you could freeze your cheese. It was it was brilliant. It's like a revelation. Isn't it? it really is. <laughs> I know. It's like it's like a journey when you go on and you've figure out, oh I can do this and I can do it's so exciting I know it's a little bit sad but I find it really exciting all these new hints and tips and new ideas of saving myself money and time and energy and along with doing all this I'm saving the environment yeah so it's, it's all good it's yeah just, it's a win-win situation precisely there's no downside to this it's fabulous yeah, so what what else what other amazing hints and tips can we have portion sizes is number yeah. four uh, we're notoriously bad for cooking too much pasta and too much rice. Yes. It never looks enough when it's dry. No. Um, but if, if you're you know, consistently sort of cooking things for people and they're always leaving a bit left over yeah. on the plate, try cooking just a little bit less and see what, you know, they probably won't even notice, yeah. but you should have less left over. So portion sizes are a biggie. Um, yeah. You know, just, uh, it's, it's quite an easy one to do and, you know, it just saves you all that plate scraping at the, the end of the night as well. No, definitely. I, I, I constantly did that with my husband. I constantly put out a massive portion and, and he, would, he would say to me almost every night, just give me half. If I want more, I'll go back. Yeah. I, I can go back. And that's the thing we forget. We can go back. Yeah. You know, just just because your plate is empty, it doesn't mean you have to be finished. If you're still hungry, go back and get some more. And if you don't go back, what's left? Put it in the fridge for tomorrow. That's it. If it hasn't been on someone's plate, it's a lot easier to then... Precisely. Um, ...keep it and offer it up to somebody else for later on. So. Yeah, definitely. That would be lovely if it was on someone else's plate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that in the fridge for later. <laughs> And give it to someone else. That would be delicious. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you, you always just want to give somebody as much as possible, don't no, you? No, definitely. You really do. But yeah, you're, you're not necessarily doing them or your, your bank balance any good. Yes. No, unfortunately not. Yes. And your final tip my, of the day. My final one, the finale, is about yes. using up those leftovers. Ah, great, yes. So if you've got a fridge full of, you know, half open packets of this, that and the next thing. Mm-hmm. Goodness, what can I do with all that? Yeah. There's loads of great recipes out there for just, you know, pulling things together and turning into, you know, a whole new dish. If you go Definitely. To the Love Food Hate Waste Scotland website, we've got a, a recipe finder. You just pop in your ingredients. Oh, wow. It'll come up with some new recipes for you. And at the end of the day, it's basically a free meal because it's yeah. stuff that's already in your fridge. So Definitely. You could end up with a whole new recipe that you've never tried before, so it's... It's, it's all good fun as well. Yeah, no, definitely. That is absolutely amazing. And and there's other things on the food, uh, Love Food Hate Waste website as well, isn't it? Zero Waste website that, that people can tap into. There's there's other things that they can get involved in and absolutely. look up and see. Yeah, there's loads of, you know, hints and tips, um, you know, that just to get ideas for what you can do. Um, if, if you're an individual, if you go, if you have actually have a look at our, our Facebook page, mm-hmm. it's very active. Oh, wow. Facebook as well. Brilliant. Is, it's, um, it's actually quite a lot of fun. Our, our, our Facebook page, um, it's Love to Hate We Scotland. Mm-hmm. And we're really quite active. We've got a lot of people, you know, coming on, giving their sort of um, ideas and, you know, Brilliant. they've tried at home. And so it's actually quite a nice community. People, you know, I think when yep. somebody else shares ideas, people are more likely to respond to that. Definitely. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's a really good, uh, it's a really good uh, resource that we have. We've actually got a competition running at the moment. Oh, wow. I love a competition. It's very exciting. <laughs> we're, we're actually at the um, Eat and Drink Festival and the Ideal Home Show. Ah, okay. 
Brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. And that would be absolutely fabulous. What's the date of that again? It's the 31st of May to the 3rd of June, so it's, it runs over four days and it's a weekend. So. Excellent. Oh, that's lovely. And you can go and get loads of amazing ideas and Lots exciting of- new stuff you can learn. Got, um, don't know if you've heard of the chef Tony Singh? Yes, I have actually. We have him as our, our celebrity chef for the day. Oh, so wow. He's be, um, basically, um, he's, he's going to be out there with, all, with his love waste apron and telling everybody what they can do to, to reduce their food waste. So Fabulous. If he doesn't know how to do it well, then nobody does. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. That's absolutely fabulous. That's some really great and interesting hints and tips and some great advice there. So, Kim, thank you so much for joining us uh, today on Radio Ramadan. We really appreciate that and we really appreciate the the hints and tips about food and food waste and how we can minimise our food waste because, folks, this is so important. It is important that we are reducing our food waste, we're reducing our our consumption, we're reducing so many aspects of, of our food and how we look at food and how we use food um, because the thing at the end of the day is food is just a tool it's just a simple thing to give us energy to get us through the day and we don't need to use it the way that we are using it we can definitely cut it down and we can cut down the way we look at food we can cut down the way we're buying food there's some really amazing hints and tips from um, from Kim there so thank you so much thank you great thank you Uh, Now, folks, we are going to go to Nana for our hints and tips from back in the day, and she's going to tell us all about some wonderful ideas that we can do to save time, money, energy, and protect the environment, which, of course, is number one on our priority list. Now, because we live in such a throwaway society and throwaway communities and everything, and we forget that actually we can reuse things. We can reuse what we had as Kim sold us earlier in the day. We can reuse our food from the night before, and get a whole free meal out of it because basically otherwise you would have thrown that food in the bin and you would have had to go and buy some new food and when we are wasting 460 pounds worth of food every year per household on average then do we really want to throw away that meal that was half used last night that bit of lamb that you didn't use that couple bits of chicken that didn't get eaten no throw it into something new make a pasta make some rice make a lovely dish out of it because there's so many different things that we can do also as i was talking about earlier we can also grow our own food which will also minimize our food waste because when you grow your own food and last year i got really into growing my own food i grew some potatoes i grew some onions i had some garlic going on i had peas and i remember one night uh, some family dropped over and i wasn't expecting them to come and, and i thought oh no what am i going to do what am i going to give them i had some pasta in the cupboard and and that was about it And I jumped out into the garden and I picked some peas and I picked some of my herbs and I boiled up some pasta, threw the peas through it, a bit of herbs and spices, a bit of oil, and it was an amazing meal. Everybody enjoyed it. They loved it. They were just like, wow, it was amazing because it was fresh and it was straight from the garden and it was delicious. And I thought personally it was delicious because I'd grown that. I'd grown those peas from nothing, which was amazing. And that's the thing that we we do forget about. We we do forget that we can actually do this by ourselves. I mean, I know that not everybody has a garden, but people can have window boxes. You can have, you know, a little herb garden going on in the window that you can use. All this kind of stuff. And this will reduce our carbon footprint because it will reduce the food miles. It will reduce 
the energy that the supermarkets are using to have the food in them, to store the food, all this kind of stuff. So there's one thing we can do. We can grow our own food. We can also, if we're having some, some food waste, we can compost that. We can compost that in our very own gardens in order to put onto the food that we're growing. And then it's even better because we're not having to buy new soil. We're not having to buy new compost for it. Also, the food that we have wasted, and obviously point of this is trying to reduce the food waste, but the food that we have wasted, it can be turned back into something really useful, a really good resource that we can use again and again and again and again and again. So we've got a compost, we've got a growing our own food, we've also got shopping local. Instead of going to the big supermarkets, now obviously we all go to the big supermarkets, they, they're there, we use them, we need them, we're all very, very busy. But how about going to some of the local shops, going to some of the local shops like Locavore, uh, which is mainly organic, it tries really hard to be organic, and that's another thing that's really important. Let's try and go organic with our food, it's better for us, less chemicals into the environment. And, and it's much, much healthier and usually it's much, much tastier. Um, obviously, there is a place for, for all types of food and every kind of food, but let's think about going organic as well, folks. And obviously, there are other organic food distributors in Glasgow in the area. Locavore is not the only one. It just happens to be just around the corner from where I am right now. So we've got composting, growing, going organic, local reducing as kim was telling us earlier reduce the food that you're buying be prepared have your shopping list you know know what's in your cupboard before you even go out the door and then cook a little bit less portion sizes think about what you're cooking think about can i make this go for two nights can i make a chicken and roast that chicken and turn it into a roast dinner tonight and then chicken pasta next night and then boil up the bones for a bit of stock for something in a couple of nights time there's all these amazing things that we can do in order to reduce our food waste, our carbon footprint, and so much more. But folks, this is coming to the end of the show. I can't thank you enough for joining us once again, Radio Ramadan Green Dean. We will be back with you um, tomorrow morning when we will be talking more about food waste uh, on, a, on an even bigger scale. We will be talking uh, with our representatives from SIPA about food waste and we're very excited about that to welcome them onto the show. We thank our guest once again, Kim, for coming along to the show from Zero Waste. Um, fabulous, fabulous information and insight into into food waste that we had here today, which is great. Really hope that you all put some of that into practice uh, as we go through Ramadan and into Eid and take it into the next year. And folks, if you can do just one thing, think of all the hints and tips that we had today and uh, pick just one of them, one of them to give it a try. You know, be prepared before you go to the shops or compost your food waste or cook less than you were going to or put something that's on the sell-by date in your freezer and keep it for another day. It doesn't have to go in the bin. So pick just one thing and let's give it a try because together, folks, we can get this. Okay, welcome. Thank you so much. Assalamu alaikum and thank you for joining us. We'll see you again soon. Bye. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.